This week, we reviewed the first episodes of both Yu Yu Hakusho and Cowboy Bebop. Welcome to One Shot Reviews. Hey guys, having trouble picking an anime to watch? We're here to help you pick the right show. I'm Chris Long. And I'm Lawrence Edmondson. And welcome to One Shot Reviews. Where we watch and review the first episodes of various anime and give you our opinions. So I just want to apologize for missing a week, everyone. Uh, It's been a little hectic on my end. I actually uh, just got a new apartment with my probably my closest friend, I want to say. last weekend is actually when we moved so we had to take the week off because we had no internet um so that was an exciting time that was probably tragic for you man i can't go a day without the internet <laughs> i'm not going to lie it wasn't it wasn't too bad i was able to to cast my phone onto the tv so i, I spent a lot of time watching netflix until we finally got internet oh, that works. but you know oh well but uh what, what have you been up to for the past two weeks uh, I'm gonna be honest, man. I've been playing a lot of Destiny. Uh, it's my favorite okay. game. So I mean, I kind of don't play any other games. But good mm-hmm. thing is, last night I did a raid layer for my first time. I did the Crown of Sorrow, um, mm-hmm. and I only did it because I don't do PVE like that. And I only did it because I needed a shader, and I got the shader that I needed. Then I realized I needed another shader. And I actually ended up getting that shader by accident from the raid as well. So now my warlock looks sexy as fuck. <laughs> He's in an all purple outfit. Chris, I'll send you the picture of him after the show. Hell yeah. yeah he looks, oh, yeah, he looks for sure. Good. So yeah. And I'll, this is Destiny 2, right? Yes. Yes, it is. All right. Well, I need, to, I need to get back into that. I haven't played that game in years, probably. Yeah, like, definitely addicted, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I've been playing a lot of Call of Duty. I've been playing a lot of that. The new Speaking one. of Call of Duty, so are you playing Warzone? Because everyone's talking about Warzone. No, I actually... The thing about Warzone is I can, I, I don't know. It's I, I love it, but it's... I feel like unless I get lucky and all the teams in there just want to run and gun it and and play, I feel like I'm playing like 45-minute matches. and I'm To me, those aren't fun in a Call of Duty game. I like the regular multiplayer where it's like I can jump in, play a game, and be done in 10 minutes. Whereas with Warzone, it's like, all right, I've got an hour to play video games before I got to go do whatever. Uh I will play one game of Warzone. Or I can play like 10 matches, you know? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's definitely fun. If I have like a whole day to kill, I'll play Warzone. But otherwise, it's like, I'll just play the run and gun random crap. Okay. Makes yeah. sense because my neighbor actually mm-hmm. has been begging me to get on Warzone. <laughs> like, yo, bro, just it's super fun. It. Da, 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 da. I want you to play. It's super fun, boy. And I'm just like, I just like Destiny so much that I just <laughs> right, have it. right. And it's a whole full game. It's like 120 gigs, bro. It's crazy. It's it's a full game. Like it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, everybody's talking about this gulag thing, and I just found out what that Yo, was last night. Gulag is so much fun. <laughs> That's like the my favorite part of Warzone. To get there, you have to die. <laughs> so yeah, but um, but 
All right, man. Let's just get right on into it with our shows, huh? Yes. All so, right. all right. So we're gonna start off with Yu Yu Hakusho, guys. By the way, this is our throwback week. So once Ooh. a month, uh, what do we say on the last Tuesday? The last Tuesday of every month. Yeah. The, the last Tuesday of every month, guys. We are going to do our throwback uh, week. So we are going to be reviewing olden day, you know, OG animes, as you may. Um, for you guys, because uh, you know, like we said before, there are people who have seen either OG anime watchers who've seen a lot of anime, but I don't believe every OG person has watched every OG anime. There's always an anime right, out right. there that these guys who watch everything have not seen. Uh-huh. So we uh-huh. also want to catch you guys up on, you know, the 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 animes that were out, you know, when we were kids, and we just found right. out Yu Yu Hakusho aired hey. aired the anime not the manga the year I was born 92 so let's get into it um the right. author is Yoshihiro Togashi um the release date so like I said the anime aired on October 10th 92 um to December 17th 94 there are 112 total episodes so I would say yo Chris what do you what do you think is the average we should find that out what's the, the average, average episode total of- yeah we should find that average. out average it'll be cr- well so so do you include like sequels and prequels and all that stuff because like if so that then like gundam is going to completely destroy that average because there's like 50 different gundam shows they're all different, but they're all in the same universe. You know what I mean? Oh, so no, no, no. Like, I don't count that. Nah, so no, literally okay, okay. literally each different show. Right, like each right. segment of it. Like it, mm-hmm. Yeah, so okay. prequels and sequels and all that. No, no, no. That does not count. Like So each like, okay. segment. I know One I, Piece I would... absolutely skews. <laughs> I'm trying to what, think. Like, one Piece absolutely Because then you get shows like One Piece, which is almost <laughs> a thousand. But then you get like, you know... Uh, Samurai Shampoo and Cowboy Bebop, which is just yeah, twenty six. Like right, right, and then you get a ton these days that are only twelve. You know, yeah. So I wonder yeah. what. Uh, and and like Dragon Ball Z, how many like Naruto, Naruto Shippuden, those are huge. But yeah, I wonder. Yes, they are. I I wonder if all those long ones will bring the average up higher or not. Huh. So or if we- there's just so many twelve to twenty six episode anime ones that the average would still be low yeah so i think we, let's look into that uh, let's i let's, will let you, that it's a, that's a lawrence project yeah okay because <laughs> yeah there's I'm, a lot of anime out there man i'll let you collect that data yeah i'm kind of curious now like what um <laughs> yeah but yeah so i i i i feel like under like shows up to like one i don't know 120 130 i feel mm. like that's the norm i don't think like they're like a whole bunch of episodes that are like Naruto long, like five hundred. Right. But right. I mean, I could be wrong. I didn't, you know, haven't researched it. But um, <laughs> so the summary: the series tells the story of Yusuke Yurameshi, a teenage delinquent who is struck and killed by a car while attempting to save a child's life. After a number of tests presented to him by Koenma the son of the ruler of the afterlife underworld yusuke is revived and appointed to the title of underworld detective 
with which he must investigate various cases involving demons and apparitions in the human world. Um, hey. the, the genre is action, comedy, definitely have some comedic scenes in there. I was oh, dying. Yeah. Demons, <laughs> martial arts, shonen, and supernatural. Um, <laughs> inside joke. The theme songs. <laughs> ho, ho ho and me. Ho, okay, I'm probably gonna butcher this. No ho ho and me. No ho ho and me. Oh, okay. Ho ho and me. No Bakunan. I was right. Yeah, Which yeah, is, right. Translation is Smile Bomb by Masuko Mawatari. Mawatari. Dude, um, that song to this day. Is, tell us about the song, Chris. Absolute banger. You're dude. the song person here. <laughs> dude, I don't even know how to describe. It's it's literally just like all those memes of like you know weebs listening to music or or, or anytime they they bring up some sort of meme having to do with anime music. This is one of the few songs that's always picked to play because it's just that song that you hear and most anime fans just absolutely already know what it is they know what show it's from and they all just start dancing to it because it's a fucking jam like it let's see you're like you said this song is as old as you are and yet this song like still claps i'm just saying (laughs) and you know what yeah i think you're 100 percent right i was turning this on to watch it and i was on the phone with someone and they were like are you watching Yu Yu Show? I was like, oh See? shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was, dude, everyone knows this song. It's it was, crazy. It's crazy. Um, okay, so let's get into it. Um, right. So the things that... So, man, this episode, man, I'm not going to lie. This episode was fucking nostalgic. Oh, my dude, God. Dude, every time I watch this episode, I cry. Every time. It's <laughs> yo, it's really, same, yo, it really is like that. 10 seconds when I cry. There's it's, 10 seconds of the show where I just, like, that's when I cry. And I always, every time, without okay, fail. Okay, you're definitely going to have to, uh, so, you're, you're going to have to, you're going to have to let us know what that is. Um, <laughs> it's it's really crazy, because I was watching this, and I was mm-hmm. like, bro, when I was, yo, so first off, mm-hmm. this was on Toonami when we were growing up. Yeah. Toonami oh, yeah. is a sacred place for a lot of people our age. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Toonami is like sake it's like a holy ground like it tom is our is that guy like nobody's right, talking right, about yeah. tom any type of slander nothing like that is going down <laughs> like no one's talking about tom bro like it's really crazy you um uh you haka show was on it was on it was on tsunami uh i'm pretty sure it was it was on tsunami and uh just just watching this again it has mm-hmm. the '90s anime uh, style. You can clearly right. tell it's, it's, you know, it's olden man. Mm-hmm. It's just it gives you those those olden day anime. Dude, everything vibes. about this show screams '90s. Even even the clothing, even the clothing, wearing, like, the scenes that are going on. Yeah, the way everyone talks. It's 100 percent '90s. Yeah, um, it's awesome. So we have the main character Yusuke. Even that name is fucking legendary, man. Yusuke, Yusuke Yurameshi. Yurameshi. Like it's just like everybody Dude, knows everyone that name. Everyone in that show had legendary names, bro. No, they did. They definitely <laughs> did. They definitely did. Um mm-hmm. he's known as so Yusuke is basically uh seen as keyword seen as the mm-hmm. delinquent child and he has uh, a way about him where a lot he a lot of people are afraid of him because right. he's so tough and scary 
and mm-hmm. this and that. Barely goes to school. Goes to school like once a week, once every two weeks. So people, a lot of people don't see him that much. Right. You know, he's real strong. Gets to a lot of fight. He kind of just has a bad image to his name, mm-hmm. and I and I definitely don't think he's that type of person. Okay, well we obviously know. Well, we like, know if that. you why yeah, we know that, right? Yeah. <laughs> but it's like he just you know, and in in the first episode, you can kind of see well, that you he's know who not... else knows that in the first episode though. Who Keiko. else? Keiko knows. Oh, 100%. Dude, the first the first scene after after like uh cuz the show opens up with with a uh, a flash forward of like the the car accident yes. that we see later on yes. in the show. Yes. Yes. And, and and then it jumps to to Yusuke chilling on top of the rooftop and Keiko just yelling at him, trying to tell him to be like a better student and everything. And and in that scene, you can clearly tell that she sees good in him. Right. Like you, and just, you can I mean, tell these two have been close him. to each other. Yeah. for a long time. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, yeah. Especially because the next scene is all the girls are talking smack about him. And Keiko's like, oh, he's not like that. Yeah. He, he's not like an overlord who's super mean. He's like, yeah, <laughs> overlord. Yeah, because they're all like, he's got 2,000 minions. He's like, I can't oh, that take was... care of two people. You're right. What are you talking about? Right. Barely nah. takes care of himself. <laughs> um, so I definitely got the Never Back Down vibes from this. Now, I don't know if you guys have right. ever watched the new movie Never Back Down, but the first mm-hmm. one was actually oh, pretty was good. Fire, the, yeah, I mean, the, the next two, good. we're not going to, they don't exist. We're not going to we talk, talk about those. Them, we don't talk about those. But no. the first <laughs> Never Back Down was actually a really good movie. It was really good. I love that movie. Um, And the reason I put that is because uh, I put a note here, someone who everyone was afraid of and got mad clout. So, like, mm-hmm. Yusuke mm-hmm. just has mad clout and Never Back Down, the main character gets recorded beating up well in self-defense protecting Mm -hmm. himself and he just has a talent for fighting and never back down the main character just has a talent for it he Mm -hmm. he he just he has anger issues but he's just a really good fighter and he just happened to be recorded when someone attacked him and he just whooped this guy and then the video goes viral and he just becomes like a freaking God in school, and everyone's just like, "Oh, here's da da da." Yusuke's like that, basically. Yusuke's he's exactly like the cartoon, the, ca- the cartoon character of of um of Never Back Down. So I, right. that I got that from that, and I was just like, oh, "Okay, yeah, this is I." Yeah, especially because it it's it's a '90s anime, so so no one was recording anything on their phones. It was right. all word of mouth. Right. So there's a million rumors about this dude, and the whole like first 10, 15 minutes of the show. He's just pissed off that everyone just keeps talking crap about him. And he's just like, well, I don't know why everyone just keeps... Why can't they just leave me alone? I just want to be left alone. The one time I go to school and everyone just wants to get in my way. Just leave me alone. You know, he just wants to be left alone. He's just a a nice... Especially because... Alright, so, so the show then cuts to back to where that first scene happened. Where essentially there's this little kid with a soccer ball. And he's screwing around with it and the ball goes out in the street. But Yusuke grabs it. And then Yusuke starts talking with the kid, and the kid is, like, Yusuke screwing around with the kid, and they're having fun, and the kid's like, oh my god, this kid's awesome, like, he's great. And then Yusuke leaves. But then the kid screws around with the ball again, and the ball goes out in the street, and the kid chases it, and right before he gets hit by a car, Yusuke comes and, and, and saves the kid, you know? Yes. Which is completely the opposite of what everyone we've exactly. met so far. Oh, and we even forgot to talk about Yusuke's rival, Kurabara. Who, when Yusuke ran away from school, Kurobara came up, who's another delinquent, and yes, he is. 
they're both standing. <laughs> they're both standing there in these one co- like Yusuke's wearing his green jumper. Corbara's in his blue jumper, which are those things are fire. I need to get me one of those. Yeah. <laughs> we know you. You really will yeah. go out and get one. <laughs> oh, I'll get one this week. And 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 Kurabara's like, we need a we need to fight this out like real men right now. And then Yusuke just beats the shit out of him and pieces out. You know, and everyone's like, Kurabara, you got to stop fighting him. You've never won. He's beating your ass like 150 times. With Kurabara's like, 156. Yeah, 156. Like, I'll get him one day. I'll get that bastard. It's just like everything up until the kid in the car scene has shown Yusuke in like a shitty light. But then you're like, oh, he's he's like the dude from Never Back Down. He has anger issues and everyone's always up his ass. But when, when he's he really has, good, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, he'll save a kid from dying, you know? Right. And you know what else is kind of uh, like I noticed in mm. Never Back Down? He has a little brother. Yusuke doesn't have any siblings, but the right. way he, he talks. Mom. Yeah, the way he talks to the little boy. He, that's like he was treating him like a little brother. Like, right, hey, look, yeah. you know, don't play around here running around kicking your ball, this and that. You could get hit by a car. So you kind of mm-hmm. see the good. You you see the good in him mm-hmm. in a scene that everyone else doesn't see except, what was her name, Koenma. And, um, yeah. Oh, Koenma. Not, not Koenma, uh, uh, Keiko. Keiko, 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 I'm sorry. Um, so yeah, so um, so yeah, so there's that. Basically, just uh, you know, he just has a false image about him. Um, right. I want to touch on the comedy in this. So there were two scenes where that was just mad funny, <laughs> where he looks up Keiko's skirt in the beginning. Right when she's like scene. yelling at him, and he's <laughs> just like, "Hey, what's under here?" That was funny. But then when um, the uh, the Grim Reaper, but but her name Botan. Botan. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. When she basically said, yeah, bro, you died for no reason. I was crying. Dude, when he was like, when he when he was like, I need, I'm ready to go to hell. And she's like, oh, well, we have nowhere to put you because you weren't supposed to die yet. And he's like, what? What are you she talking about? She's like, ooh, uh, wasn't supposed to tell you, but uh, might as well. Uh, yeah, that kid wasn't going to get hit by the car. He was going to be fine. He you did. actually gave him more cuts and bruises by saving him. Than by just just leaving him alone. <laughs> he was like, "Yeah, the car was coming straight ahead, speeding." She was like, "Yeah, he would just swerve to the left, bro." I lo- yo, I couldn't, bro. I was crying. I was like, "Oh no, that's crazy." So, I mean, this you know, there definitely mm-hmm. is comedy is a little bit of the genre in here. I definitely saw that. Um, right. So let's get to what you were talking about when you said. You cry every time because because well, it, it's it's like you said we have the comedic moment and then it's like all right now let's let's have uh, kids cry let's yeah just do that. <laughs> yo like the second half of that episode Dude. really I think this yo this is another great first episode all mm-hmm. there was no fighting and well like there was like actual, one fight scene that, that, was that doesn't three punches and yeah that was it. yeah 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 that, that, <laughs> not like cowboy bebop first episode oh, yeah. fighting but there was um. You know, this first episode set up the, like, you're like, how do I explain this? Like, his wake, that Dude. whole thing it really made up, you, like... Because Botan offers him a deal of being like, oh, well, since there's no spot for you in heaven or hell, uh, I have a deal where if you do this task for us, you can come back to life. And Yusuke's like, well, I don't want to come back to life. Yeah. Everyone's life is just going to be better without me in it. You know, my mom can finally go get a job. You know, no one at school is going to be upset that I'm gone. 
blah 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 so she's like well why don't you go to your wake and then i'll come back afterwards and we'll see if you still don't want to do this like try this out yep so so he goes to his wake and and like all the kids are outside and they're all like joking around and laughing so at first he's like oh see no one no one even gives a shit that i'm dead you know they're all probably just here because they're getting extra credit for class or whatever you know but then then it shows the inside of the room and you just see his mom just like leaning up against the wall she's she's just crying and staring at the floor and she's just not acknowledging anyone that's it like people are coming up and paying their respects to her and she just doesn't care she's just staring at the ground just crying and that's that's when old chris long over here he starts crying yeah man that was (laughs) you definitely see a different side of Mm -hmm. what everyone of how many people yusuke touched that you didn't know he touched in Mm -hmm. the first half of the episode well because because yusuke's mom is crying but then keiko comes out and she loses it she's crying all of her friends are trying to console her but then the part that really gets me was is kurobara marching down the street screaming that about yusuke and all of his buddies are trying to get him to go away and kurobara just like marches in starts yelling at yusuke's casket like all, all this stuff and then he like holds his fists up to the thing and he says and i quote you're supposed to be here for me and that's i dude i cry every single time i hear that line. i'm not gonna lie bro, i was like, hurt i was i was dude i'm still hurt that's a very it, i've been hurt for 20 27 years i've been hurt it's <laughs> when that show when that episode aired one-year-old Chris cried. I didn't even watch the show. Yo, on that day I cried. And my parents didn't know. Why. <laughs> it's sad in a good way, though. Mm-hmm. Like that, it showed like people really did care about you know. Right. This I kid. mean, even the principal showed up and was just like, "Yeah, you could have done so much great, you know." And then, and then the little kid shows up, and he's the only one that doesn't understand Yusuke's dad, and like asks his mom, like, "Oh, can I go see the guy who saved me tomorrow?" Like, why was everyone crying? Oh, they're probably crying because they're not going to be able to play with him. Right, I'm going to be playing with him. And I'm just like, oh, fuck. So, dude, I'm still, uh, dude. Uh, uh, so, yeah, <laughs> man. And then, um, Botan. Botan. Botan yeah. takes, so the the episode basically ends when she takes him to see the, uh, the, the, with the, the, uh, Koenma at, in the spirit. Oh, oh so the, his name is Koenma. Yeah, yes, yeah. the he's baby like looking the, dude. Yeah, 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 he's the son of the king of the underworld. But Botan works for Koema, so she's like, "We're off to see my boss. He's gonna tell you what to do." Right. And then the episode ends. So yeah, man, Yu Yu Hakusho. Um, that's the first episode. But as you know, for everyone who's watched it, we know how crazy this show gets regarding, you know, fights. Oh my god, it has some of the char- best fight scenes in it. The comedy is fantastic. And it's just character development's beast. Yeah, man, really good with 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 the whole you know demons and paranormal shit, and mm-hmm. like it's really good. I am not gonna hold you. I because th- I never finished you. I can show Chris. I so I I just it was just it mm-hmm. was just on TV. You know what I'm saying? I would watch it when it was right, on TV. Right. That's how I remember it. I never watched all 112 episodes, and this definitely has me like I need to do that. I mean, I only just finished it a couple months ago because I was the same with you. Where as a kid, I would have to watch it on like Toonami right. whenever it came on, right? And you know, sometimes I wasn't there, you know, because like I said, the thing came out in '92, 
and it, it finished airing in 94. So we were watching reruns. So most of the time, they didn't show <laughs> all 112 oh, of course. in order. They would show, like, the first, like, 20, and then either restart it or go on to whatever new anime they were going to play, you know? Yeah. So it was like, I, I think I only made it through the first Dark Tournament saga as a kid and then I only like oh, I, need I think to watch I fin- finally shit, finished man. it back in January and, uh, or February I finally finished watching it I need to watch so, it okay it's, dude it's so good you're gonna love it you're gonna love it um <laughs> alright so moving on we got what do we got Chris Cowboy Bebop baby now let me let me just say real quick the Cowboy Bebop was also it was a Cartoon Network show but it was on Adult Swim. Yo, Chris, it is, is Adult Swim the first. It was the first anime to be broadcast on Adult Swim. Really? In the United States. Yep, in 2001. Yo, I have a question. Is mm-hmm. Adult Swim a part of Cartoon Network? Yes, I'm pretty sure. Or yeah, are they just they, a complete different company? They're the same company? No, I'm, I don't know if they're like... Uh, like under the, the same... same but I'm pretty sure they're under the same giant television hierarchy that Cartoon Network's a part of. Because oh. Adult Swim, when did Adult Swim, was it 11 o'clock at night or was it midnight that it came on? Or maybe even I think it was night. like 10 or 11. It, I don't think yeah. it was midnight. And it usually ran, <laughs> dude, I, you know, these are my memories of a kid, was I, I would jump onto Adult Swim, because Adult Swim would usually run till like 2 o'clock at night. Yeah, bro. And then I would go over to Comedy Central, because that's when they would have the stand-up comedians. But it, it, it was during the era of Comedy Central where, like, Girls Gone Wild DVDs. Oh, yo! So, I remember that! That's crazy! <laughs> you would have, like, Comedy Central, like, some roast or what a stand-up comedian, and then it would be like, all right, cutting to commercial. And then the whole commercial was just a Girls Gone yes, Wild. Yes, it was. Like, That's crazy. Like, call us now. Get these eight, <laughs> like, like beach girls on boats. 37. Like Yo, that's crazy. <laughs> I forgot about that. That's hilarious. But uh, yeah, Cowboy Bebop was the first uh, anime to be uh, aired on the Adult Swim in the United States back in 2001. Uh, However, the show actually came out uh, in Japan. uh, Well, it's weird. It came out April 3rd and aired until the 26th of June in 1998, only showing 12 episodes and then a special because it was... It, at the time in Japan, it was deemed too controversial with its adult themes and everything. So the special was saying that one day Cowboy Bebop will be aired in its entirety. And then the following year, or not even the following year, just in October of 98, on October 24th all the way to April 24th of 1999, all 26 episodes were finally aired. So they had like a weird rough start but luckily real quickly we're able to get all 26 episodes out okay um, yeah and so the show it's an- it's animated by sunrise and the 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 director was wananabe the screenwriter nobumoto character design kawamoto mechanical designer yamane and the composer kano and these are all like the head of every single department on that show and i remember when the show was announced they were saying that cowboy bebop's gonna be this great big not controversial but like they were advertising it of like this is the first of its kind and no one's seen anything like this before so get ready it's gonna be a crazy wild ride it's gonna be amazing and uh 
they definitely delivered. <laughs> uh, the summary of the show, uh, it is, the show takes place in 2071 and follows a group of bounty hunters who hunt criminals on their ship, the Bebop. The main characters include Spike Spiegel, a laid-back former member of the Red Dragon Syndicate, and, a, and hotshot ace pilot Jet Black, a retired cop and the owner of the Bebop. Faye Valentine, a gambling-addicted amnesiac who always finds herself in financial debts. Edward Wong Howe Pepulu Vivruski IV, nickname Ed. How you go from four to just, <laughs> yo, to just Ed? Like, what? Yo, say his name one more time, bro. <laughs> Edward Wong Howe Pepulu Tversky IV. Okay. Who, who's an eccentric computer hacking prodigy from Earth. And Ein, a data dog as the group's pet. <laughs> the genres are action adventure comedy drama sci-fi space and the theme song is tank by uh kano and the seatbelts and and the theme song is also one of those Man. it's not as catchy and dance worthy as you know smile bomb from yu yu Hakusho, but it's definitely it's one of those shows where i feel like at any point in my childhood if i was just walking through my house and someone had the TV on, the first note of the song would cause me to run into a panic into whatever room was playing it and just drop whatever I was doing and just watch the episode. Because I was like, oh shit, Cowboy Bebop. And you just run into the room and sit down. Because the, the show is just that fucking good. And the song is like, it's like super jazzy, kind of westerny. It, it was... So, so the style of the show, it's like a jazz western space opera. It's literally this show, which in what ninety eight, fucking, that wasn't a thing. No, nope. you know? no, nope. no. We had westerns, I guess, but that was it. You know, we we had space operas, we had westerns, and we had jazz. We didn't have all three as one. You know. Yes. So, Cowboy Bebop took a huge chance on it, and they fucking nailed it. Uh, so let's just let's just get right, in. dude. All right, the opening sequence too uh, of the show. It's just like it's showing the street, a street view with like a church bell, and it's raining and it's uh, all monochromatic blue. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and then Spike's smoking a cigarette and he's holding flowers and then he starts walking, and uh, and one of the roses from the flowers fall into a puddle. Yeah. And then for the next thirty seconds, it's just every time lightning strikes, it would cut between this rose and then like this crazy gunfight. Yeah, yep, going on. Yep, yep. And everything was monochromatic in blue, so it was just all these different blue tones and blacks. And then every time the lightning was flat, it would just everyone shooting guns. And then the scene ends with like Spike smiling, you know, and you're just like, oh, okay. And then the theme song plays, and you're like, what the fuck was that? But then, when the theme song's done with that crazy trumpet going on at the end of it, um, it just cuts to a, a spaceship flying, like a bunch of spaceships flying through space. So it's it's a scene that you can tell is a huge pivotal scene, or it's a huge flashback scene that's going to get answered later on down the series. It's just like this crazy teaser that they give you, and so they start setting up like, all right, so this is the world Cowboy Bebop takes place because it has it kind of looks like a Star Wars scene where you got all these futurist futuristic you know spaceships flying around there's a bunch of travel gates and everything um, 100% agree yeah and it, it cuts to Spike and Jet in, inside their uh, inside the Bebop and they're arguing about food finances and a uh, a bounty because they're bounty hunters and uh, they're talking about this dude called uh, Asimov 
and and they start yelling about like why is our food always the same like oh because we're always wasting money because we keep blowing shit up uh let's go catch this dude asimov uh (laughs) i thought it was actually kind of funny where the where it shows the ship kind of like like kind of in stargate where it like goes through a stargate but it's it's not going through to go somewhere it's like they finally got to their destination and they come through it and they have to pay a toll when they get a receipt because because it's, it's 1998 that this came out so they don't you know it's not like all this future you know cell phones were was cell phones even a thing in 98 maybe those huge clunky things right so they're just kind of guessing on all this technology and stuff so it's kind of funny them coming through this futuristic warp gate, and then it's like, "Here's your receipt, sir, for seventy five hundred yen for passing through our space gate in the middle of nowhere." Right. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Spike Spike puts on the, his classic suit that he's always wearing, and he gets in, inside a smaller ship. And Jet is like, "All right, I'm going to go do this. You go look for Asimov." And uh, the the setting of episode one takes place on an asteroid called Tijuana. But when when you get onto Tijuana, it it honestly just looks like a normal city. Like it feels like they just drew a normal city on Earth. Yo, but you're on an asteroid, you know. But when you look up fire. in the sky, yeah, and you look up in the sky, it's like a clear dome, so you can still see space and everything. But down on the ground is like we got city streets, we got cabs driving around. There's you know fire hydrants, kids playing, you know old men yelling at each other in a bar, like. If, as long as you didn't look straight up into space, you would just feel like you were running around on Earth. Um, and so it cuts to Asimov and a pregnant woman walking into a bar. And they're talking to the bartender, and Asimov and the bartender go in the back. And Asimov has this drug called the Bloody Eye, and he's trying to uh, sell some to the bartender. And Asimov, it's, it's a drug that you take directly into your eye, and it gives you superhuman abilities turns you into john wick yes yeah, the easiest way to explain yeah. like it turns you yeah. into john wick like <laughs> yeah you just without guns though because asimov was just running around beating the crap out of people and everything but he was dodging bullets and shit and it was crazy and uh as soon as he takes the drug in his eye these gangsters show up and start shooting the place up and like the pregnant lady has a gun and she's in the shootout asimov comes running out he just starts killing people with his fists you know, they Asimov and the girl get into the into a car and peace out, and then it cuts to Spike. I don't know if this is considered racist or if this is like whatever, but it, it was just the most random fucking thing too. I don't know what it. You know, obviously a different time in '98, but it was he was sitting with a. I can't. I don't even know if we can call him a Native American because it's taking place in space on an asteroid. So I don't know if Indian is also correct to say, but he's sitting with someone like that, and the dude they're smoking something, and the dude's giving them prophecy of like, oh, you'll meet Asimov at this place at this time, doing this thing, and he calls Asimov the Red Coyote, mm-hmm. and Spike's like, oh, okay, that, uh, thank, thanks, man, I'm gonna go figure that out. So Spike leaves, then it cuts back to Jet in the bar, and Jet's eavesdropping on the couple gangsters that are still alive, and then he starts beating them up, trying to get info on where Asimov is. Mm-hmm. And and then right before the episode goes to like the uh, the like fifteen minute split where you get that commercial break, you see Spike and Asimov meet in a public bathroom, and you think, oh shit, it's about to go down. And Spike Spike just leaves. He tells them like, oh, you should leave the water running in the sink so it doesn't clog. I didn't and get that. Like, because Asimov was in the sink and he kept turning on and off the water because he kept spraying water in his face. 
And then Spike walked in and he was like, oh, if you just leave it running, it won't clog it. And then he just leaves. And then, like, that first half of the episode ends and you're like, wait, what? So you're kind of getting this feeling that Spike is like a, uh, like this cool kind of cool cat, pretty much. You know, he's not, he's not like Daniel Craig, James Bond, where as soon as he sees his man, he's going to chase him and blow shit up and kill everyone and then get his guy. Spike, like, takes his time and kind of wants to set things up and kind of, he, he, he kind of wants to be the smartest man in the room kind of deal. Where he's like setting things up, he's being sly, and he's using tricks and stuff. Because right after he walks out of the bathroom, the he starts talking to the pregnant woman, and he starts talking to her, and like which is Asimov's girlfriend, by the way. Right. Yeah. And and you, through them talking, you find out that Spike was actually born on Mars and not on Earth. Yo, I thought that was a joke. That was real. No, no, yeah, bro. I thought that, that was real. Like, <laughs> I thought it was a joke. It turned out like that's really real. Like, that's yeah, crazy. Yeah. Yeah, he's born on Mars, and then she reveals she's going to Mars, and she's like, oh, it's such a great... So I guess in, in the Cowboy Bebop universe, Mars is like the utopia. I guess Earth just sucks now. And so she's like, yeah, we're run, we're going we're going to Mars, and he's like, oh, well, you know, you, you can't run away. They're, they're never going to let you run away. And that's when she realizes that Spike's a bounty hunter, and uh, that's when Asimov just like takes Spike by the throat and just starts choking him out trying to just straight kill him right there and uh the girl actually tells him to stop and they and they peace out and spike's sitting there like oh jesus and and jet comes and finds him and and again being like the cool man smarter than everyone in the room you find out that spike wanted that interaction to happen because he stole mm-hmm. the drug off mm-hmm. of asimov and, Slide and hand. sets it up slipped yep. his hand Slide in his hand, coat man. of pocket when he fell to the ground and grabbed the drug right. that was crazy right and then, because later on, Asimov, just like that Indian prophet said, uh, Asimov goes to this dealer who's in a poncho with a, with a sombrero, and he's like, oh, I've got this drug, I'm trying to sell it, and they're doing a deal, and and the drug dealer's like, all right, let me, let me see it, and Asimov goes to reach for it, and he can't find it, and then the sombrero gets tipped up, and it's Spike, and he's like, you looking for this, bud? And then <laughs> they end up having, like, this huge... They have a brawl right there, and it's that like a was fire. Uh, dude. It's like a restaurant, and and Asimov's all hyped up on his drug, and Spike's just doing all this crazy like that footwork, and he's just like he's just like you might be stronger, buddy, but you're not you're nothing like me. And he starts like punches and kicks and shit, and just beats the shit out of the dude. But right before you can get him, the, the shots in there were fired too. By the way, like oh the, dude, how she's pointing the gun, beautiful. trying to follow yeah. them, and it's a it's from an FPS point of view when her the, yeah, and she's girl, trying yeah. to like shoot shoot Spike, but she can't get the clear shot. And while she's doing that, you can still see him kind of like dancing around and everything. And then the the gangsters show up, and and so do the cops. So everyone like shows up on this one spot. Bullets are flying. Spike's like, oh shit. He goes down, tries to get into cover, and. uh Asimov and his girlfriend right before they leave her belly gets shot and you're like oh no the baby turns out not a baby just a shit ton of drugs because a fuck ton of drugs just fly out of her belly so she was kind of like the pack mule where she was just holding on to a shit ton of the drugs because you find out that Asimov used to work for those gangsters and he stole all the drugs so they could fund their way to Mars for the two of them and they get into a spacecraft and fly away. Spike starts chasing them too. The cops are chasing them. Jet's killing gangsters. Spike Spike kills the two 
gangsters that are following them and and the girl looks at Asimov and she's just like we're never gonna make it and right before a police barricade bro Spike pulls up next to it and looks inside and you find out that she shot Asimov just straight in the head just killed him and then the cops open fire and just fucking obliterate her in the spaceship and Spike's just sitting there like cause you can tell Spike he wanted to catch get the bounty but not really what he mostly wanted to do was save the girl. Yes. He wanted he yes. wanted to make sure she was going to be safe and get out of it. Didn't really care what happened to Asimov, whether he died, got bounty paid out, ran off by himself, whatever. It was the girl he was trying to save. And the worst case scenario happened. And 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 the way Spike presents himself during the whole episode, it's not the first time it's happened to him. You know, th- this dude is de- like clearly dealing with some shit from his past yeah that probably has to do with that very first scene that we saw yeah and and so that that's when you're sitting there like all right this isn't like a little kid like yeah there's comedy but they're all like adult jokes yeah there's action but it's not like it's not like dbz action where like 14 year old me is like woo. it's like 28 year old me is going oh shit all right so we got some john wick shit mixed with like psychological stuff going on it's a it was crazy and the episode just ends with the classic catchphrase see you space cowboy which is like one of the most I want to say iconic catchphrases in anime and it's not no one even I don't even think anyone actually says that in the show it's just like an end title card that they put at the end of every show and it's always slightly different but the but the first one is see you space cowboy wow Mm mhm Okay, so that's that's that. Um, <laughs> man, I, I, so so I'm gonna be honest with you. I know mm-hmm. what Cowboy Bebop is. I know what it's about. I've never mm-hmm. watched all 26 episodes either. That was another show. I feel like a lot of people are the same way. I feel like like everyone knows what Cowboy Bebop is. Everybody knows I, what it is. I feel like anime fans that are either older, like older, like like mid to late 30s or older than that, or just people like me that have finally gone back to watch it but i feel like everyone else hasn't seen it because it was in an age where we were what eight nine ten for our generation Mm -hmm. and it came on at like you know one in the morning you know Mm -hmm. so i feel like for our generation this was a show that everyone went back and watched later Mm -hmm. you know yep and later is now people definitely go watch this goddamn show yeah now really good man i watched this and you know oh man i'm so excited but let me just tell you lawrence every episode gets better it is so good it's it's weird because a lot of it is kind of episodic but in every it's like every episode doesn't really have anything to do with the previous episode but there's like three under or like two or three underlying plot points that kind of get answered a little bit in every single episode uh it, it it's really in the movie there's also a, a movie that's fucking phenomenal too but you you definitely got to finish it it's you know what it's, it's 26 episodes i don't have an excuse <laughs> you don't have to lawrence next week we record our next episode i want you done with cowboys <laughs> you, you got all it. this time motherfucker you can do really. it you got time um <laughs> So, Put down the Destiny controller. And watch this <laughs> it's so hard. <laughs> okay. Um, so, so, so yeah, man, I've never watched this, but this first episode, mm-hmm. it was a lot and it was good. So let me, uh, so some of what I got in my notes here are, mm-hmm. the first thing I noticed was you get the Western vibes. 
It's called oh, Cowboy yeah. Bebop. But the Western... But the thing is, this shit threw me off, bro. <laughs> when, when, you were reading, when you were reading the info, I'm like, well, yeah, 2071? I'm like, mm-hmm. Cowboy Bebop was ahead of its time. Because oh, it's set in the future... But you get the, they got the all the Western shit going on, like the older right. day Western. And I'm just like, bro, when did this come out? I'm like, oh, this came out in, what, 98? 90, 99. I'm like, they were ahead of their time. I'm like, yo, this is fire for back when right. we're, when, we're, when, I, when I'm six years old. That is like some cyberpunk, like in the future type shit. Like, I love that stuff. So the the music, the the, the, the Western, the Western music throughout scattered throughout the show was fire so um so i'm gonna be honest with you the intro did mm-hmm. remind me of 007 the intro I, I, song i wrote that down too and the in the cinematography of the intro mm-hmm. as soon mm-hmm. as it came on i'm like ah, i'm getting the 007 vibes and like i 80s james bond movies and, and is the vibe i got and and i'm you you and when you were talking you said mm-hmm. spike didn't like didn't remind you of James Bond like the whole bathroom scene like he was being slick he was kind of stalking his prey mm-hmm. I thought Spike is kind of like the so they're oh, they're, okay. they're different mm-hmm. but because James Bond does stalk his prey as well he, right. he he's he's not an idiot he's not just right. gonna do some ratchet he'll he'll peep the scene I set up like- and then, I feel like if you took James Bond and Spike Spiegel, you could make an anime with them where they go to the academy together. And <laughs> yo, one of them's the super straight series, dude, and the other dude's like the super funny. That's Spike. Shit that's Spike. Yeah, that's yeah. Spike. I can and tell off James the first episode. Like the super yeah. serious one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah. So I, I definitely got the Double Vibes from the opening theme song. Um. Mm-hmm. In the in the cinematography there, I was like, okay, yeah, this reminds me of some Double Seven shit. Also. Mm-hmm. So as you said, so give us that fact one more time about being they were too mature, and they were iffy about airing it or something. Give us that fact. Yeah, one it more was time. it because it, um, the show originally was supposed to be aired on April third, which it did, and it was supposed to run for the full twenty six episodes. But Japan, I'm not sure what exactly they were targeting in the show, but it apparently it was too controversial, controversial and adult themed, wow. which. Which is weird because there's a lot of older shows that like like uh, Devilman Devilman Crybaby, the one that came out on Netflix originally. That's a reincarnation of a '70s version of that show, which is just as violent and gory and everything. And a lot of stuff from the '70s is also super gory and violent. So I'm wondering why in the late '90s, essentially half the show got censored and they couldn't play it and they had to wait six months to to finally air all 26 episodes uh-huh so that's something i'll i'll have to look into later and like when you when you finally go and you watch it too you're gonna watch all of them and maybe now it's it's just stuff we would normally see on tv but you know late 90s in japan probably a lot more conservative with what they put on television so right. that's probably why you couldn't air half of, i mean there's a whole episode halfway through the show where everyone on the show does mushrooms and the whole episode they're just high as fuck <laughs> so right that 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 was a fun episode um, but okay so okay that's very interesting that kind of i put i i did so i read that you put that so mm-hmm. i definitely that was something that was in the back of my head and mm-hmm. in the show when asma asmoth asmath asmoth as 
Asmoth. Asmoth <laughs> and his girlfriend are going to the bar, mm-hmm. and he goes in the back to talk to the waiter, uh, the bartender, about mm-hmm. selling him the drug. Right. The scene flips back to his girlfriend, and her titties are just sitting perfectly on the bar. Bro, I was like, yep, I see it. <laughs> I was like, I see it. I'm like, I get it now. Like, You're I get like, why oh, they... Okay. I'm oh, like, okay. they did this on purpose. I was like... Right. I was like... I, I mean, was shit, like, just wait till you see what Faye Valentine's wearing throughout oh, the show. Jesus Lord. Christ. So, <laughs> <laughs> then there was the after, that fight, and the, I, I'm mm-hmm. sorry, it, that, yes, the bar fight where the where the syndicate, the other syndicate mm-hmm. pulls up and, you know, guns start going off. Someone gets shot in the head. You just oh, see yeah, the, the bullet his, hole. Uh, the bartender his, just the bullet hole through, through, his skull. through his head. I was like, okay. Those yeah. two things, I was like, I get why they say that. Um, right, right. So there was the, so that that covers the the, the mature uh, note that I have on here because I was just like, okay, yeah, I can I can see where they got those themes. Um, mm-hmm. So this is an outer space western, which just sounds fucking awesome. Those three fucking words awesome. put together I, just I sounds love, awesome. I love outer space and western, so putting them together is fantastic. It was awesome. Now the very last thing that mm-hmm. made me so happy. <laughs> And this happened. Oh man, this happened in Full Metal Alchemist. That's gonna have to be a throwback. What it is? <laughs> Full Metal Alchemist is a legendary. This happened in Full Metal Alchemist, and I found mm-hmm. out today when I watched Cowboy Bebop, it happened in Cowboy Bebop. Now, my favorite artist is Currency. He's a rapper from Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been around for a long time. He has a lot of work out. Um, he has a lot of projects out and at the end of this episode a song starts playing when Mm -hmm. Asmoth and his girlfriend are trying to fly to Mars and Spike is chasing them some trumpets start Mm -hmm. playing it's a song it's a very shit how do I describe it the song just like my body just started vibrating it it, it wasn't it wasn't like a western it was uh-huh. like a, like a, like, 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 it, it was a serene. It was more like serene and calm. Right. But it's like, yo, what's about to happen? The mm-hmm. song is fire. And I I heard that before. And I was like, oh. I'm oh, like, did, 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 he sampled some, one of his, one of his, one of yo, his. You're going to have to send me that. Bro, I was like, Holy I was bro. like, I was like, yo, this song is fire. And I'm like, wait, I've heard this before. And I was like, this is where it came from. And one time, Currency sampled a song, uh, Alchemist. I don't know. Okay, it, this is funny. This is real funny. Because <laughs> Alchemist, the legendary mm-hmm. producer from New York, who used to produce uh-huh. for uh, Mob Deep, uh, you know, okay. Prodigy and Havoc and all them, uh, mm-hmm. Alchemist, uh, he made, and his, his producer name is Alchemist, um... He's a legendary producer. Alchemist has worked with a lot of people. Alchemist is a legendary producer like Jay Dilla. Like he he's he's mm-hmm. up there with like producing. And he's been around for a long time. Alchemist on currency's I think greatest piece of all time, Covert Coop, made mm-hmm. a song uh called Full Metal. And oh. that song has a sample 
from Full Metal Alchemist at oh, the end dope. where what's his name what's his name dies and his brother's like uh, his soul is probably still at the gate we just have to pull it back the same oh, way he did me Dun, nah, nah. and then Alchemist re- like he looped it and it made it was That's crazy sick. so Currency has this thing where like I'm, st- I'm starting to like seeing different this is the second time now in animes this man's wrapped over an anime so a beat that a producer took from an anime made it into a song and now I'm mm-hmm. watching these animes and I'm like I know this 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 piece of right I know that's I've heard song. this before it's the, it, it's the most amazing thing when you hear a song and then you watch mm-hmm. it's different when you watch like a movie you're like oh, okay he right. got this from a when it's an anime you're like <laughs> oh they're simply well, an anime completely so- completely off topic have you have you heard the the anime song that Eminem sampled from no H- have you heard it's um uh, Good Guy is the name of the song by Eminem. He samples Glassy Sky from Tokyo Ghoul. It's fucking fire. Have you heard that? The no, uh, what album? Dude, was? I'll send. We're gonna have to trade some 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 songs. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Eminem does the same thing, dude. Because I was listening to the song and I'm like, I can hear these vocals that are kind of distorted in the background. And I'm just like, oh, where the hell have I heard this before? And then. You know, I'm watching the newest season of Tokyo Ghoul a couple months Shit later. Shit blows your like, mind. But then, it but blows then, your mind. Like, I'm listening to, like, Glassy Sky, like, somewhere, like, just on YouTube or whatever. And I'm like, oh, this, yeah, it's from Tokyo. Why have I figured, why have I heard this somewhere else, though? I feel like, I feel like I heard this somewhere other than Tokyo Ghoul. And then, like, six months after that, I finally, like, woke up in a sweating bed. Like, holy shit. <laughs> I figured it out. I've done. I've done. I've run the numbers. I figured it out. He said, "I ran the numbers." <laughs> but yeah, man, a lot of a lot of rap artists uh, are sampling. I got a I got a bunch of music on on my Spotify playlist. I need to send you of, of artists just sampling from from animes. It's I awesome. feel like that's a thing that's coming up, and it's, I'm pumped that you that you one of your favorite artists sampled from Cowboy Bebop. My that's favorite it. artist is, does a song, and it's just like. You know what? But you know what? That's also showing, Chris. Anime is starting to become more mainstream, man. A lot of people like anime. (laughs) Finally, dude. You know, like a lot of people like are getting into like anime now, and and like, Mm -hmm. yo, you can't deny it. Anime is just such a huge thing across the world. It's just so, and it's growing, and and you can just see it. Growing and, and there's a lot media, of it media. that isn't even just for little kids, you know. There's oh, a lot oh, like yeah. Cowboy Bebop, yeah. You know, Cowboy Bebop is, is for adults, and there will be plenty of shows we, re- we review that are strictly like, don't let your six year old kid watch this, <laughs> you know? uh, save this for you and your girlfriend to watch because it's it's heartbreaking, right? So, don't, don't watch that yeah. with the bros, you don't want they don't you don't want them to see you crying, like, yeah. Oh, so, are you kidding me? I'll, I'll tell my bros straight up, be like, yo, this episode you hockey show, I'm going to cry. Yeah, but you're like... All, you're all going to cry with me. <laughs> yeah, like, don't yeah, think, like, y'all not going to shed tears, too. Like, <laughs> So, yeah, man, Cowboy Bebop, this, it was lit, bro. I, and that, and that, at the end, that song really just, like, and it's not even the fact, like, it was just the perfect, because it that almost foreshadows what's about to happen to her, and that was right. very sad. I'm not mm-hmm. gonna lie, it was dumb sad. Mm-hmm. Like I felt that at the end, especially when P- Spike pulls up next to her, because you feel like 
She killed him. Maybe there. Maybe he can still save her from those. Oh no, she's dead. Not nah, she. They just got Bonnie and Clyde, and just they like the look on his face, and he was just like you could tell he, 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 he like. I wouldn't be surprised if he liked her. Like that's what the they in that episode their mm-hmm. back and forth interaction was like. He, she is someone he would be attracted a, to. I feel like that's more of like the James Bond aspect where it's like. He's just a smooth talker and knows how to talk his way through any situation, you know? And it's more of, I feel like it goes back to, like, there's just this sad feeling Spike gives off the whole episode. There's definitely something there. There's something. There's something there. Because when she dies, because it cuts back to him and he's kind of got, he's not, like, sad, sad, but he's not ecstatic. and he's It's like this emptiness on his face. And he flies away, like... Yeah, kind of giving you that hint of this is another thing that's happened to me. Yeah, yeah. It, it was one episode, so he probably he wasn't too attached. Mm-hmm. But at de- well, because she they foreshadowed that she liked him, because when Asmoth came out and was like, "You like when after Spike was done talking to her, Asmoth oh, right, was like, right, right. you liked him, didn't you?'" And it's kind of like you can kind of see there that like, okay, if we gave them five to ten episodes. They would have liked each other, right. it, it, but it, it's but it's definitely it, hey that's another thing in common. James Bond uh, is is a womanizer. Now, I don't know. I've only seen one episode, so I don't know if Spike is a womanizer. But mm-hmm. he definitely they they got into a nice conversation and all that. But then at the end, him seeing that you know it definitely has something to do with his past. Like it triggered something. Or he that was a familiar scene. It's not you could tell that's not the first time something like that has happened. Right, and right. I felt like he didn't care if Osmoff died. He was going to try and save it. Like you said, he didn't really care about the bounty that much. He kind of was more right. like, I would want to get her out of here mm-hmm. type shit. So, so yeah. So it's definitely very interesting for his episode, man. Both of these shows, I can already just tell. So so and, you know, both of them. Both, both, both of them, great first episodes. Um the 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 music and the vibes in Cowboy Bebop was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, the song at the end, amazing. Oh my gosh, that that came on, I was just like, had to rewind it. Like this, why is this song <laughs> so good right now? It was just like it was it was crazy. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well, uh, we don't really have much in the way of anime news. The, the, Lol. Pretty much the biggest thing that we have to report is that. A lot of the shows that are supposed to be coming out this this summer and fall are being pushed back due to COVID nineteen. So, if anything you're really looking forward to that hasn't made an announcement that they're being pushed back, keep an eye on it. It might get pushed back. It might not. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all I got to report on that. What about you, Lawrence? One of those shows happened to be The Promised <laughs> Neverland, man. After we made that <laughs> so huge. I'm about sad. to cry when I saw that, bro. I said no. What is it? Pushed to January? I think? It's like, yeah, bro. It's pushed to 2020. Especially because like, last episode, you were so hyped. That I was. found out oh The Promised Neverland God. was coming out in October. And then two weeks later, you're like, I got fucking pushed. Oh, speaking of that, Chris, you said you went and watched it. What do you think, I did. man? I watched the whole thing. It was. the Oh, God. It's. 
it was it's, good. It was so. It's just. I give it a nine out of ten. The only my only beef with the show. I'll take I have that. Literally just one beef. I'll take. It's that. just the ages they pick for everyone in the show. Because, you know, the in my opinion, I don't know. I don't live off in a demon colony. Um, if I was five years old, I would not be able to fucking process a single goddamn thing that fucking five year old processed. <laughs> that five year old is smarter. Than any person I have met. In my Yo, life. it's crazy, yeah. right? Yo, I mean, what the shit? We gotta remember it's an anime, so you I know, know they, they be making ten. Giving it look, like, Gon and Killua are almost as strong as freaking Goku. All right, like, like we don't age is just a number in anime, bro. We gotta get this clear. Like, I know age? that's that's why I'm giving it the nine out of ten. It's absolutely perfect. Other than they should have just aged everyone up like three years, and then I would have thought. It was 100% oh. believable, but I'm just sitting there like, how the fuck is the this smartest? I'm telling like, you, the it's smartest lit. goddamn person I've ever met. Yo, like, you just like, sense. You're just, aren't you just like, yo, how did you think of this? Like, right. I, you, I, I was thinking the, the whoever created this show, your mm-hmm. IQ, but like, you, but your, why are you so smart? Like, right. that's literally what I was thinking. Like, how yo, did you, you know think what? of it, this? When, when when this when COVID nineteen is finally done, Lawrence, and I can finally see you face to face, and we're not recording from our houses, I have a show I need to watch. You, it's it's a Korean game show, and kind of off topic, but it's it's like Promise Neverland, where it's all just thinking, and I guarantee you're gonna get every puzzle wrong because it's just fucking insane. Because <laughs> I I got all but one. I there was one puzzle where I was able to figure out how they did it, but it's like a puzzle game, and you have to figure out the puzzles, and whoever doesn't do it at the end of the show they lose and they're kicked out of the house but it's like fucking it's like the most simplest thing like like in promise neverland like we have to escape simple how the fuck do we do it right well here's the 837 steps of how we're gonna do right (laughs) and here's the other seventeen thousand steps in case all uh plan a through z go wrong right we have all these other steps we can follow and you're like, what the shit? It's crazy, man. No, it was really good. No, I I, I enjoyed it. I'm also kind of pissed it got pushed back because I do really want to see a second oh season. I'm, I'm happy I waited until now to watch it because yes, that means I have to... to wait less time than you do. Right, 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 right. You have to... <laughs> right. Oh, man. But all right, guys, that's going to do it for us. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, our handle is ReviewsShot, R-E-V-I-E-W-S-S-H-O-T. And our Gmail is oneshotreviewspod at gmail.com. So uh, any questions or comments, just uh, hit us up on those. And uh, hey, Lawrence, what are we going to review next week? So next week we are reviewing Fire Force. And I'm sorry, Chris, I forgot which one you were going to do. (laughs) Erased. (laughs) Erased. Oh, so as a matter of fact, I texted my friend. My Mm -hmm. friend did tell me. Oh, well, because as soon as you said Erased, I was like, that sounds familiar. My friend <laughs> told me to watch Erased because he said it reminded him of Death Note. In it's, a sense. It's, so, it's, I like it more than Death Note because I can watch all 12 episodes and not get disappointed. Half it's only 12? <laughs> yeah, it's only 12. Oh, it's super that, can <laughs> it's that can be done. That can be done. So, yeah, so uh, Erased in Fire Force our episode five guys lol episode five guys no pun intended there (laughs) 